Thanks for joining us on another episode of Awakening Consciousness with Ash and Jesse. Today, we have a really, really good episode for you, uh, even better than last one. And I know that's hard to believe, but this one's going to be really good. Um, <clears throat> we are going to talk uh, about maybe a controversial topic. Uh, we might piss a few people off, uh, but that's kind of what we're here to do. We're kind of here to bring new and uh, hopefully unique and a different perspective on a lot of things. And we're today we're going to be talking about masculine versus feminine tyranny. And I'm going to make the case that right now we are sort of living through a feminine version of tyranny. That's not to say that uh, masculine versions of tyranny haven't happened or are better or are worse or anything like that. It's just a sort of my opinion on sort of the energy that's bringing forth the tyranny that we're living through right now and uh, talk about why it's sort of feminine and, and what is what would be the masculine version of this. And uh, yeah, and so hopefully uh, people will stick with us to the end. And, uh, you know, you might have some feelings or some thoughts about what we're about to say here, but, uh, you know, have an open, open mind, open heart and uh, hear what we have to say. And I think you'll come away with it with uh, a few, a few good thoughts or a few interesting thoughts about this and hopefully something, uh, hopefully a new perspective on things. Uh, but before we get into that, as I do with every show, I like to take a moment to sort of focus our energies and intentions on building the community that we're here to, to build. Uh, we want to create a community of like-minded people that are growing, surviving, and thriving together in the new world that's coming, the new world that's being built right now as we speak uh, with this community and others like it. And so I just like to just get us uh, focused all on a singular point, a singular, you know, sort of community endeavor that we're trying to do here. And uh, yeah, I think if we do it, I think if we do that, uh, we'll be in a much better place. So thank you for that. And without further ado, hold on, let me just close some things. Whoops, let's get started. So what do I mean by masculine or feminine tyranny? Uh, what, I, what I mean by that is sort of a, the, the sort of energy and uh, mindset, that might not be the right word, but the, yeah, it's, it's sort of the energy that, that is behind the tyranny that we're going through. So right now uh, there are, mandates and directives and orders and all this and that to take a an exper experimental medical in injection and i think that we should come up with a with maybe a name we've come up with like jabba ding dong or something like that jabba do or something like that but like what's a word that you could describe to someone who's sort of forcefully penetrating you and then squirting something in into you that's like, you know, it's kind of forced, it's not wanted, but it's like forced penetration and then they're squirting something into you. So like, there, there's gotta be a it's word. A very, it's a very subtle, it's a very subtle image that you're drawing. Right, yeah, so I'm like, 
I'm just drawing a blank on like what we could call this, but it's like forcefully penetrating because that's what they're doing. They're, they want to penetrate you and then they want to squirt something into you. So like, I'm just, I'm drawing a blank here. Maybe, maybe we can help out. People can help me out in the chat here. Brains, but brainstorm a list. Brainstorm a list of, of appropriate terminology for what they're trying to do. But um, not to make light of this situation, but I, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, not that I'm, you know, it's obviously horrible in all circumstances. So anyways, what I mean by sort of feminine energy to the specific tyranny that we're, th that we're seeing, it's, it's sort of the way that they're going about it. Um, they're, it's, it's a, it's a uh, goal for what appears to be the goal or what they want the goal to appear like is like maximum safety. You know, and that sort of goes back to the biological programming of females, you know, you historically they're in charge of raising their children and they want the children to be safe. And that's a great thing. You know, you want your children to be safe. You you're constantly looking out for hazards and all that stuff. And my wife knows notices twice as many things that I notice. like, Oh, this could, this could uh, hurt the kids. And so we have to do something about it, whether it's, you know, plug a, an electrical outlet with one of those things that you, you know, cover it up or, you know, here's a, here's a railing or a stairway that, you know, they can fall off of, or here's this, that they could hurt themselves. Like my wife notices, you know, way more things than I do. And that's, that's a good thing. That's part of what makes, makes this sort of, that's part of what makes it work. You know, she brings things to the table that I don't do so well. And I bring things to the table that she might not do so well. And so that's kind of the, the, that's kind of like the, the, the programming, the, not the program, but, but like the, the design, that's a better word, the design of like male versus female. So females have certain traits, males have certain traits. And like, so right now we're going through a stage where it's like, we want maximum safety. We want all the group to get along. Like you can't be part of this group unless you do this, you know, safety measure let's call it. And that's, that's a very, that's a very feminine trait to have, you know, whereas, whereas men are more individualistic and uh, you know, you sort of make the decisions for your own life and, 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 you know, that's your business and nobody else's, but with, with women, it's more about, you know, getting along, going along with the group, getting along with the group, because that's how you raise children. You raise children in small groups and all the, all the girls got together and they helped each other out. And, and, you know, that was part of, that's just part of the nature of females is to safety. Everyone gets along, you know, you, you want to be part of the group. So you go along with what the group wants and that's, that's how you raise the children and that's how you grow your tribe. So this is, this, this is the, the sort of biological programming that's sort of working in the background of all this stuff. And so now we come to a situation where it's like, you know, you, in order to be part of the group, you have to take part in this thing that is supposedly going to make everyone safe. Right. And so like the, the model or the agenda is 
is about safety. It's not about freedom. It's not about freedom to make your own choices. It's about safety for the group over individual choices. And so, you know, th this isn't to say that, you know, masculine tyranny is not so bad because masculine tyranny has people drafted into military and going off to invade other, other countries. And that leads to 60 million people going through a meat grinder in World War II, or I don't know the numbers, but it's, you know, like that, that's the, that's the, that's the, uh, the, the height of masculine tyranny. It's getting everyone together and going to conquer foreign lands and then taking all the women home and raping them and, and having that's masculine tyranny. That's not good either. But what we're going through now is, is the feminized version of the tyranny where we've, we've weakened and feminized men to the point where they, you know, we've, we've made it in society where you can't criticize women. You can't, you know, you, but you can, criticize, demonize, and do all kinds of bad stuff to men, especially straight white men, because they are, according to the, you know, a lot of popular narratives, they are the cause of all the world's problems. And I'm not saying that, that, um, that white, straight white men are completely blameless in any of the world's problems. That's not true at all either, but it's, it's just a different form. That, we're that we've taken in. So we've weakened men, we've made them feminized, we've made it so that we can't criticize women. And we've gone into this sort of social order where the female condition, the female experience is the correct one. Like I remember my brother, uh, you know, sort of um, in elementary school, you know, he was, he had a lot of energy. He liked to, you know, be rough and all that stuff you know he's my younger brother so you know I was probably a little rough with him and so now he's with kids his own size and now you know now he's you know he's or bigger than them and so now he can throw his weight around when previously he had to deal with me and so like he was treated as if he was a defective girl and I think that's what a lot of young young boys are going through now like they you know no sit still pay attention you know, copy this note down, like boys are subjected to, you know, female authority figures their entire life. You know, you have single motherhood, you have elementary and, you know, all the elementary, middle school, and even high school teachers are vast majority of them are female. And so you, you, you've basically, groomed a society to be more feminized. And so this is, this is, this, I would argue is the result of a feminized society that has succumbed to this form of tyranny. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, um, you know, this is, this is a discussion worthy of, you know, theses and <laughs> 80 page dissertations and so forth. I'm jotting a few notes down while you're talking, but um, yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating subject. Um, I think for me to talk about it, I want to define some terms first. So it's like, okay, so we have men and women, right? Uh, then we have feminine and masculine, which are two different things. So all men have feminine and masculine traits and characteristics and energy within them 
all females have may have masculine traits and characteristics and so for energy in them um the, the you know that sort of um you know that the blending of those two energies is is the return to union right it's the return to source it's it's why sex is so good <laughs> it's like what you know it's like it's like what we're all looking for we're all looking for that return to wholeness which is sort of the ultimate balancing which includes you know the male female and the masculine feminine uh, balancing of, of energies and, and sex being, you know, a physical representation of that. Um, so, excuse me. And, and of course there's magic in that, right? There's reproduction in that. It's an, it's a magical experience to, to sort of go back to, to source or to God or to, you know, whatever that sort of that, that union or that oneness. Um, okay. So, so just, you know, defining that now um, it also, there's some also sort of large level stuff in the context uh, putting this stuff in the context of that is also interesting to me. Um, you know, we're in this, we're in this shift here from a more masculine age to a more feminine age, right? So we go from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. Um, you tie that into Mayan calendar and other prophecies as you will, as far as, you know, one cycle ending and another one starting and that whole idea um, so it's really interesting to me in that broader context, you know, what we're going through in our trials and tribulations, you know, here, here on earth. Um, there's also, you know, there's, there's also a piece that needs to be recognized here about uh, the cabal and the way that um, the one who shall not be named, um, you know, operates this, this, uh, this terrain, which is basically that they steal everything and invert it. Right. So, you know, so, for example, um, you know, they take this dream that's in all of our hearts, like I was just talking about, of returning to to one, returning to union, returning to source. And they you and they time that up with cycles that are happening that they know about energetically. And then they use it to use similar language that would appeal to us based on the time we're in and based on what's in all of our hearts to then implement their agenda through 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 the language through or sorry their agenda that's then couched in the language that would appeal to us right so we get we get these ideas for one world currency and one world government and one world religion and and all this stuff you know the antichrist right who who would who would come to fool you know to fool humanity right it, it come disguised almost as the christ so so they we're living in this inverted matrix um and this time that we're in now is this collapsing down to zero it's the dimensions collapsing it's this shift of ages it's this um you know this this dimensional shift this ascension this biblical uh you know um prophet uh, rapture whatever you want to call it that we're in right now um this is you know this is this is uh th this collapse that's taking place is something that they know about very well so then in that context in the context of that they are then running their schemes and their schemes need to coincide with all that sort of stuff. So it's really interesting that now is the time they're choosing to sort of take take the masculine out in a certain way. But at the same time, you know, they're building the structure on top of the masculine structure that they've already created. Right. It's sort of like the 
feminine energy as you described it very well sort of like the feminine energy in charge of the masculine apparatus you know because the war the war apparatus and all that stuff is still there but there's a more feminine tone now coming into the public discourse and into just our experience in the would-be controllers of that apparatus um so there's no yeah i mean there's a lot more here i'm sure we'll get to some of it um, but but there's definitely the piece. The other piece that's sort of interesting to me about it is the sort of the manipulation of all of that, um, because they've really set this thing up very well. Um, you know, you mentioned not being able to criticize women. That's absolutely true. And of course, they've created all sorts of uh, victim groups is really the best way to put it. Um, you know, self-identified, I guess, victim groups for those who choose to be part of them, not for not just, you know, not not just because you have a vagina or something, but, but um, you know, self-imposed victim groups um, or it's not even self-imposed. It's like they they're prodded along, you know, they're like encouraged yeah. to, to become victim groups. Yeah. Don't you want to be um, part of this group? You can get extra special treatment. <laughs> Exactly. Which is exactly. a feminine energy to to join that victim group to make yourself into that victim. I would argue. I did absolutely, absolutely, and so, um, and so it's interesting just how they've set that up, right? Because they've created this victim group who has legitimate beefs in certain ways. You know, you could argue, and I don't want to have that whole discussion now, but it's like you can certainly make the argument, the argument that you know women have had beefs over the last hundred plus years and those have been addressed to whatever level they have and again there's that's a discussion for another day but but whatever you know whatever 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 sort of real stuff is there they've then taken that and sort of created this this untouchable this you know facade or edifice that you can't criticize as you mentioned they've set that up very well for now that to sort of show its teeth and show its strength and really you know, take over. So, um, and that, and that's very orchestrated that piece of it anyhow. So it's, it's, a, you know, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. And I, I would argue, so b b before people jump down my throats, I would argue that the extremes in both of these directions makes very few people happy, right? So very few people are happy in the, in the masculine extreme when there's, you know, people are invading countries and going to war and slaughtering each other. And then very few people are happy in the, in the feminine extreme where you have, you know, this, this tyranny of safety, you know, this, uh, you know, this, this group think where everyone has to do a certain thing. Otherwise you can't come to Becky's birthday party. And, um, you know, and so ne neither one of those are, are, are good. It's just, it is what it is. And so, you know, so we're, we're sort of, yeah, we're, yeah, it is what it is. Right. So it's, it's not, um, it's not that, you know, men are better than women or women are better than men or masculine tyranny is not so bad as, as feminine tyranny. And in fact, I would probably rather live, live in this type of tyranny when all I have to do is just avoid a shot and go out, go out, live in the country and, you know, be pretty much mostly fine. Um, so that's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying that the, the energy and the, um, and the, the way it's gone about is, is, is a very feminine way of doing things. And, um, and I think that 
everyone is going to be a lot more happy when there's a lot more balance to this, you know, and, and that's what that, that to, to your earlier point, you know, it, it's a, it's a balance. I would argue that, um, well, I, I argue that we are biological beings that have sort of certain hardware programming. You know, we have hardware, we have software and we have firmware. So like the hardware is our body. It's our, you know, basic biology, like, you know, women carry the children, for example, women nurse the babies, um, you know, and you can't, you couldn't have a feminist society in, you know, in, you know, 2000 years ago, when we were living in tribes of 100 people, you can't have a feminist society saying, well, we can go out and hunt just as good as you can. And you go, you, you stay home and take care of the kids. Everyone died, right? Like that, that those societies didn't, didn't, progress and, and move on and survive like it just died and so <laughs> you know, I'm, like, just, I'm just i'm just picturing the women getting back at the end of the day you know <laughs> and like we're like you know the, the men well also the men are like you know drunk and like gambling and like you know right. sh- sh- shooting dice the kids are like they, they don't know where the fuck the kids are you know like, yeah, like, right so it's like it doesn't work right it doesn't work and so, all right, so that, that's our biological, you know, biological beings, right? And so then we have, then we have firmware. This is, this is sort of like our innate uh, instincts, our innate, um, um, you know, way that we see the world. You know, men are, men go like, they come across a situation and it goes like instinct, reason, emotion. For women, it's in, in oftentimes, instinct emotion and then reason and it doesn't mean that women can't reason in fact you know a lot of women can reason and reason very well it's just that the default programming for a lot of women is to act on their emotion first and then reason now they can you can you can you can um you know work on that or some not not even that it needs to be worked on but you can you can as, as a woman, you can, oh, well, let me, let me think about this from a reason standpoint without getting my emotions involved. Like, so you can do, you can override your firmware and that's like the software. So the software is, is the sort of cultural programming that we're subjected to, you know, and there's a big push now for, you know, to say to women, well, you can do everything a man can. And yes, you have the, you know, you have the intellectual and reason capabilities to do that. However, you're going to be, you're going to be overriding your biological, your biological nature or imperative, your biological imperative, which for, for everyone, it's to procreate, you know, men and women. So for men, it's like, you know, procreate with as much people as, as you want. And for women, it's to get the best, the best guy to settle down and invest in, in taking care of them and taking care of the kids. Because, you know, if you're pregnant and you're breastfeeding, you need a lot of help. Like that's just, that's just the way it is. And so like, you want that guy to, to not go after his male prerogative, which is as many, you know, as many children with as many different women as you can and invest in your kids. And so it's like, it's like these two competing, competing, uh, 
not strategies, but just biological imperatives that are that are going on right now. And right now there's a big push, especially to women to be to be more have a more masculine energy. Right. So they they're pushed into going out and getting careers like you don't you don't need to be dependent on a man. You, you can do everything yourself. And a lot of times what that leads to is unhappiness because you're not fulfilling your biological imperative. You're overriding your biological imperative by this software or programming, cultural programming that's that's telling you to do something that's that goes it's antithetical to your biological programming and i would argue that leads to unhappiness and in fact there is articles out there that says you know the least happy group of people are women in their 40s who are professional single and have no children and so that is the society telling you that you can go out have it all have your career do all these big things then the man of your dreams is going to be waiting for you when you're 35 and, and then you can settle down and have kids and fulfill that other part of your programming. And that's not happening with a lot of people. And that's why there's a lot of, you know, single, never married, childless females in their forties who are professional making money, you know, yes, supporting themselves and taking care of themselves, but they're not happy. And so at the end of the day, that's that's what I want for everyone. I want, you know, if the, if the world was a happier place and a more balanced place, we wouldn't be going through all this stuff because men would be more masculine and they'd be able to say, no, we're not doing this. We're not subjecting ourselves to mandates and shutting down our business and all that stuff. And women would be, you know, that, that feminine tyranny would be checked and we wouldn't be going through all that stuff because they would be more fulfilled on their home life. And so that's what I think we're living through right now. Yeah. Again, again, there's so much there. I think these are great points that you're making. I definitely encourage people to hear what you're saying. Cause I think, I think you've got it well thought through. Um, it's um, you know, it's, it's like everything again, everything comes down at this point, almost to a good versus evil, black and white, choice point kind of idea um and it all comes down to sort of god versus you know the matrix or you know or the natural world versus the matrix world um and it's all just a hijacking right all of this stuff it's a hijacking um and so we have the natural world well in the natural world there's no such thing as, like goes back to what you were saying a little bit about you know gender roles in a in a society in the natural world, there's no such thing as a discussion about like family dynamics. Like what should this person do? What should, it, it's obvious. There isn't, you know, the, there isn't, there isn't that discussion. That discussion only comes about when you've, um, when society has developed to the point where we are now and we can sort of do, we have such a dynamic society that we can make decisions like this. Um, right. Beyond, before that, uh, the roles are very obvious. The woman has the biological makeup to bear children. The male being a little larger and a little stronger and so forth has the biological makeup to go out and do whatever he's supposed to do and also play a protective role. Uh, women being uh, more emotional, as you mentioned, more connected to their heart, more communally oriented, can, can, can take on tasks that, you know, more appeal to that sort of stuff. Men being more individualistic, more uh, even, you know, warrior 
uh, oriented, so on and so forth, take on those roles and those, and, and then the, and then the sort of the, um, you know, the, the sacredness of that comes in through that union, right? You have that amazing heart centered, uh, provider, nourisher, you know, that beautiful sacred feminine energy, who's then also provided for and protected by the divine masculine and by that sort of amazing energy. Um, and then there's, there's offspring born out of that. They grow up then of course, with the healthy role models and the healthy, you know, in a healthy environment where both people again are fulfilling their natural roles. They're feeling good as a result of that. They're happy, they're fulfilled, etc. And as a magic bonus, you don't, you don't have all of the, um, ugly undercurrents that almost all uh, relationships now have where there's squabbling and there's power dynamics and there's all sorts of disagreements. So basically over who should be doing what, because these roles got confused in a lot of, you know, in a lot of ways, like that's, that's sort of what it's about. Um, and so I just want to go back to a point you were making even the, I don't know if it was early on when you were talking just now or the time before, I think it was just now. Um, about the going back to the war and those sorts of dynamics as they fit into this conversation. And a lot of what we're describing is, you know, masculine energy gone wrong and feminine energy gone wrong. Right. So, so the, 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 the masculine energy gone wrong as at is its extreme at its extreme, you know, you described, right. War, etc. The, the feminine energy gone wrong at its extreme, I, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what that looks like. Maybe it's just everybody laying around doing nothing all day. I, I, don't, I don't know what that wrapped looks in, like. Wrapped in bubble wrap and, and an injection every six months. Yeah, maybe. But there's a lot of, I mean, there's masculine tyranny in that too, at least in the enforcement. But yeah, I, that may be, you may be absolutely right about that. That may be, that may be the right, the right example. But whatever, whatever it is, these, these are extremes. These are not balanced masculine yeah. and ba balanced yeah. feminine, which is, which is what we're all looking for, right? Like that's really, really, and we could even turn this conversation that way if we want to, but balanced masculine and balanced feminine means there's divine roles for those energies to play and, and people are playing them. And then you have balance and you have, so, so you have peace in the kingdom. It's not that you don't have the masculine capacity for war. You do, you have the masculine capacity to defend oneself, to defend one's family, one's, one's tribe, one's neighbors, whatever, of course, but you don't have, um, you don't have war because you don't have the imbalance, right? You only have it when maybe an, an event takes place and then something has to rectify that fine. But like, you, you know, you don't have just war all the time because you don't have those imbalances. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I've talked long enough, but, um, there's a lot more there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a big topic, but, and I've said this before on, on the show, uh, you know, to sort of take it into the micro, my, my own relationship, you know, my family life with my wife and my children, I have three children and a, and a wife, and um, it has gotten much better, significantly better uh, now that there is polarity in, in what we're doing. So I'm, I, I work, I work a lot. I, you know, take care of, that sort of masculine role and my wife takes care of the feminine role. And we, we, there, there is a little bit of overlap, but it's really since there, the, since there's been more polarity, it has 
made a dramatic improvement on our relationship with, uh, you know, the, the kids' life and how they're doing and, and just everything about it since these, you know, since we've sort of just, uh, it's been sort of a natural migration to these different poles. And, you know, I would argue that's been a really good thing. And I think everyone uh, who comes into my life or sees my family life would say, yeah, that's, you know, they have a pretty good family. Their kids are well adjusted and, and doing well and having a good time. And, and we have, I would argue, a very good family life. And, you know, so that's on the micro where, you know, we're, there is absolutely a place for both of these energies, the feminine energy, you know, she takes care of the kids and she's, you know, she's more patient than I am. She, uh, you know, the, the kids go to her when they're hurt, you know, they, they, um, my youngest, <laughs> a lot of times he'll like start crying if she hands them off to me. It's just like that. There's that energy that she has about her that I don't have with me and it's fine. And, you know, she, and I have an energy about me that she just doesn't have with her. Like she's not as motivated to get ahead in her career as I am to build my businesses. And that's fine. It works great for our family. And after all, like what is life about other than, you know, having a family and, and raising your kids, raising the next generation and, and, and sort of leaving that legacy. And so, um, so yeah, it, we're, we're not saying that, uh, you know, feminine energy is bad. Uh, at all or masculine energy is bad at all like you need both but it needs to be sort of checked or balanced um and that that's what makes a good family a, a thriving well-adjusted family and you can only have a thriving and well-adjusted society if you have thriving and well-adjusted families. And if you don't, if you get it wrong on the micro, which I would argue we're doing right now, you have, you know, you know, single motherhood. I think black single, black children are born into uh, single parent households at like 78%. And for white people, it's like 50%, something like that. And, you know, Hispanic and Asian are, are those numbers are rising. And so like, it's, we've clearly lost our way here as a society and you can trace it back to, to the family. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, it's just so demonic, right? It's like the, it's like the devil being, it's like, come on, come on, look, you can just, you can have sex with whoever you want. None of exactly. it matters. Like you can have, you know, kids all over the place. That doesn't matter. Just do your thing, like have fun. And then, right. What is, the end result is, yeah, the degradation of society and the collapse ultimately of society um, based on, you know, moral, having lost your way morally and just created the destruction that comes out of that. Um, yeah, I would say women, women have been lied to, you know, women have been lied to like and, and I, I know it, you know, firsthand, like I, I, I used to be you know, when I was getting the, when I was growing the businesses, you know, starting, like we didn't have it, I wasn't making enough money to, for my wife to not work. Right. And so like, I would have to stay home with the kids while I was working on the business and she would have to work. And it was a stressful time. 
And I know for sure that I wasn't a good parent when I stuck them in front of a screen so I could I could have a meeting or a call or get some work done. Like th that was not being a good a good dad in that moment. And so like you can't be you know, like it's very hard to have it all and also, you know, spend enough time raising your children. It's it's just it's just, there's just not enough time to do that. And historically, the mothers were raising their kids up, you know, spending a lot of time with them. And it's just, you know, that I would argue that's the way to do it rather than, you know, sticking them with with strangers. Right. And then, then that gets into sort of the <clears throat> the uh, conspiracy behind all this. Right. Is 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 gets into that, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, exactly. No, you, you have to feel. Um, you really have to feel for women, man. Women, I mean, men yeah. have been fucked. Men, men have been fucked with here a great deal, feminized, basically, right? T sort of taught that their instincts and their desires and so forth are sort of wrong and evil and disgusting and things to be ashamed of. And um, you know, so men men have been men have been feminized. That's sort of the the agenda against men. That's awful, destructive, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We can have a conversation about that sometime. But man, poor women who have been taught what women have been taught is that male characteristics are where their power and their success mm -hmm. comes from. Yeah. And yeah. and there there's a lot of truth in that for men, like 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 men who are sort of like alpha men, alpha dogs. Right. Who are like they're very um, often very charismatic, very powerful. People listen when they talk. Uh, they carry themselves in a certain way that shows power and things like that that can be a, a trait for men that that leads to directly to success right that's that's ma masculine energy being used by a, a male uh and and you can use that out in the world for you know for success women have the same amount if not more power than men do it's just not found in their masculine traits right. and so and so when you right. have when you have all these women who have now been taught for several generations that they're again, they're victims and the way to overcome this victimhood is to exhibit more masculine traits, basically, right. Is to be more men, more men than men, more manly than men. Um, yeah. And then you get into that sort of situation where you're talking about, right. Where you have the, you know, the mid forties career woman who's unhappy, poor girl. I mean, can you imagine she's she can't even say that she's yeah. not even allowed. She can't even say to her friends like, you know, I think I made a mistake here when I decided in my early 20s or maybe in my teens that, you know, the way to get ahead was this way. And so I did that. And yes, I made a bunch of money, but I shut off my feminine side and I'm sort of like this warlord out here in this, you know, in this uh, professional corporate world or whatever. And I mastered that. And I so great. I sort of have some command in that context over my masculine energy, but I cut off my feminine side and I have no kids and no husband and no, nothing that actually matters. Right. At the end of the day. Um, and if she were to say that, you know, that, that she'd be she'd attacked by feminists. Yeah. yeah. She'd, she'd be attacked by. Yeah. So gosh, that's such, that's just really a tough spot to be in. And, and yeah, I mean the, you know, you were describing that those family dynamics, they just don't work any other way. That's the thing, right? It's like, it's like as a man, you know, my ego can take over and I can say, no, like 
I should be able to do what I want. And I should be able, excuse me, I should be able to have the women I want. I should be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And like, I can have those ideas and I can go down that road, even having a wife and a family, right? I can sort of shirk my responsibilities, sleep with other women, uh, you know, not show up for the things I need to show up for, you know, not handle my responsibilities with my children. So, so I can go down that road. The results are bad, right? The results are bad. It ends in, it ends in financial loss. It ends in family loss, divorce, kid, resentful children, all that sort of stuff. On the female side, you can do the same thing, right? You can, you can, you know, oh, I, I shouldn't have to cook and clean and like, you know, do all this stuff. Like I should be able to do whatever I want. And like, I'm this and this and this and this. okay. Like lots of women have believed that and are doing it and are re, re experiencing the results of that, which is going to be a broken family. Because again, same with the masculine side, can't be running out doing all kinds of, can't also can't, can't the masculine side can't be in his masculine to the point where he's beating people up either. Right. Can't be knocking your wife around. Like all this stuff ends the same way. So the feminine side, the same thing. The woman doesn't want to handle her business uh, on the feminine side of things and support the family and be that nurturing, caring, loving, organizing, you know, sort of presence in the family. The man, no way the man can walk his path. It's not possible for him to support the family and be there for the kids and do what he needs to do. So now you just have resentment from both sides, right? Everybody's resentful at everybody, including the kids, by the way. Um, and, and you end up in, in divorce. You end up in, you know, exactly what the people pushing the feminist agenda knew it would lead to uh, right. eventually. Uh, and we're now seeing, which right. is the and, destruction and so, of the family. Right. And not, not only that, but like when, when, if, if the woman doesn't want to do sort of the, the feminine roles and all that stuff and wants the guy to do more of them, like you never, you never, you've never turned a girl on by doing the dishes, right? That doesn't happen. She, Not, she has, she has though. Yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I, but, know, I find, I find it so sexy when my wife is in the kitchen, like, <laughs> But like a, a, a guy has never turned a girl on by doing the dishes or vacuuming or, 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 you know, dusting the drapes or whatever, whatever there's, you know, whatever she's harping on you to do what that, what that does is it is it, it, it's these small cuts that she'll lose just a little bit more and a little bit more respect for you because you've become feminized, you've become weak and you're, you're no longer the man that she fell in love with. You're a weak feminized version of that. And then, you know, and then she goes out and, and looks for a masculine man to put her in her so plate. You, and like, so you, mean, <laughs> sorry, you know, and, and so like, nobody's happy with that situation. And, but they've been, it, it, they've been programmed to think like, you know, oh, well, he's got to do an equal share of, of the dishes. And then she wonders why she, you know, she's loses re attraction and respect for it. Yeah. So, so you mean like girls when they're hanging out, their friends talking about like men that they've met, they're not like, he just, he, I came in and he was doing the drapes and it was just, it was so wonderful to watch <laughs> him doing Doing house and the color and scheme just matched so well with my purse, you know, like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not it. Um, no. So yeah, the, so the other piece, um, ah, shit. No, I forgot. What, give me like the last sentence or two, what you were saying. It'll come back to me right away. Uh, you know, you then remember. she goes out and finds a masculine man to put her in her place. Right, right, right. Um, shoot. That didn't work. 
right. yeah, I, for, I, for, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, um, let's see, women, uh, right, feminized men doesn't work. We could, let, let's say yeah, hi to the people in the chat. So uh, Matt Blackburn, or hey, Crazy Tigger. Uh, hey, Matt Blackburn says soy boys. Yeah, I think we're describing, you know, the 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 phenomenon that we're going into is is soy boys or the, you know. Um, oh, okay, hold on. I remember real quick. Let me just say this. So, so the 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 so the 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 piece that um, the piece that that for the woman that is important to remember is that the the relationship. That I'm sorry, the, the door, the window that opens, in fact, this is actually more for men than women. The, the window opens for especially, especially for that sort of weird feminist power struggle crap to come out from your female partner, much more so when the male is not handling his business. So that's yeah. another that's another piece, too. It's like your your the woman can't say really much to you if your side of things is on point. And that's really, and that's really like the, where to go in those situations. Like if you're in that situation and your wife's coming at you, your female, you know, counterpart is coming at you hard about stuff that, and you feel like it's, she shouldn't be, I would check that first. Like, and if you're, if you're super good on your side, like your side of things, then, you know, then you may want to have a conversation with her or, or make a change or whatever, because there's something else going on. But a lot of times the female starts coming out you about her stuff because you're slipping up on your stuff she sees that she doesn't necessarily know how to say that and so that may come out as like nagging you to like do the drapes or whatever but really she's just really she's just saying like man up and handle your whatever you know that you're not handling properly yeah and 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 that is a good point because i think i think if we sort of rewind 150 years to the you know when this whole mess got started you know it, it it came from a a you know sort of dropping the ball on the male part you know the, the men kind of allowed this to happen like there's a comedian he's like you know like we had we 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 let the we let the women vote like how you know they couldn't even vote how did we lose that vote and like <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. By the so, way, there's a really interesting, I'm going to sound really even worse now. They're going to, they're going to hate me after this, but there's yeah. really an interesting argument to be made against women voting that someone, I never even occurred to me that someone could make an argument against it. And then I was having a conversation with some friends of mine who are, who are pretty like biblically, uh, you know, oriented and, um, and they like made the argument to me and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it doesn't either, neither well, here nor I mean, there, it, good. A lot, a lot of women in the beginning didn't want, didn't want the right to vote because it would subject to them to the draft. And so a clause was put in that said women don't have to be subjected to the draft. And then, then they're like, oh, well, in that case, then yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, basically, it got them on the books as well. And it was also, you know, it was also an a um, it was definitely there's definitely a whole piece there that runs uh, against the family as well, um, where it's it's sort of splitting the power structure in the family, whereas it used to be sort of one vote for the family. Right. That was that was the 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 sort of logic. There was a vote for the family. Well, now. Uh, you know, 
it, now there was a, you know, potentially a split within the family or a power dynamic in the family um, that was brought in the equation that wouldn't have been there before. Yeah. And, and, and one thing that I want to say, because you, you basically in, in the previous comment uh, before this, uh, and I reference it too, is it's sort of like men's responsibility. And the, I think we have to be careful with that because it's like, yeah, men have to take responsibility, but their authority has been completely removed. Like you cannot tell a woman anything. You cannot do this and, and, you know, they have all the power in a divorce. They have all the power with uh, uh, child, child support and custody hearings. There is no authority for the men to then go up and take responsibility. So what are men doing right now? Men are saying, you know what? I'm done. I'm, out. I'm not even doing anything. And so you also have this, this case of like, you know, sort of female hypergamy where where women try to get with the best guy that they can do, right? Uh, or the best guy that they can get with. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. Of course, you you want the best for yourself. And, and that's kind of how the, that's kind of how we progress is, you know, women want the best and men try to be the best so that they can get the women, right? And so, you know, it pushes everyone to, to be better. But if there is no sort of restraint on that, then and, and and simultaneously a an empowerment to when I say empowerment I, I it it it, it works it ends up uh, actually being the opposite but the sort of female empowerment is you can go out and you can go sleep with whoever you want right now and and don't let any don't let society shame you or this or this or that so what happens is a hundred percent of the females are looking for the top 10, 15% of guys, right? Because why wouldn't they? Of course, you know, they're the best guys. So why wouldn't all the, all the women try to get them? So what the, the guys up there, they say, Oh, this is easy. I got, I got, you know, 10, 15 different girls who I could, you know, call and, and get what I want from them. And I don't have to do anything. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to, settle down or quote, take responsibility. I could just, you know, have a rotation of girls and what are they going to do? And so you have this situation where the, the women who are all empowered to go out and, and do what they want because they're not, you know, they can't be shamed anymore. they end up, they end up being the, you know, and so they, they have their sort of pick of the litter when they're, when they're young, you know, you, you, you ask, you ask men at any age rate, at any age range, what's like the most attractive age for women. It's not like they're saying like, oh, this age, but they've shown pictures of women at certain ages. And every age of men says 22, 23, 24 is the most attractive. So if that's, if that's how men are judged and men are visual, visual creatures, and that's how they judge, you know, who they want to be with. And so if that's your peak attractiveness, that's also your peak at your, your dating market value or sexual market value, whatever you want to call it. So that's when you're at your peak as a woman. For a man, it's different. But right now we're talking about women. And so if you've gone through this period where you've had, you've dated around and you've had, you know, all the best guys, because that's when you were at your best. 
And now you come to your, you know, 29, 30, 31, and you're like, oh, now I, now I want to, now I want to have kids and family. Well, now you've already had this experience of getting with all the top guys, but you're six, seven years past your peak. So who's left? Well, the guys who are left at that time are either the top guys who aren't going to settle down with you because they could get someone younger, or it's the guys who are just, you know, sort of happy to have you at, at that age. And they're not the guys who you used to get with. And so they're not as good as the guys that you used to get with. And so there's that resentment built that, you know, you're not as good as the, the guys I used to get with. And so what's wrong with you? So she ends up resenting the husband. The husband realizes that, oh, shit, you know, she used to, you know, I'm not her first choice. That's a tough realization. And so nobody's happy in that situation. Totally. No, totally. Yeah. It's, I remember too, you know, when I was saying, I talking about, you know, I don't know what an hyper feminized out of balance society looks like. Yes, I do. Of course I do. It just, it, yeah. it ends, it ends with crazy. Like if you just look at it, just, it's crazy. Like just look at any female who's very, who's spends a lot of time in her masculine energy. Right. Um, we and we all know women like that based on on the society that has been created here. Um, probably probably even most of the women we know uh, based on the society we've we've created here. And so it just it's it ends in complete irrational insanity, include which can lead which I can absolutely mean violence as well, right? It can it can yeah, mean irrational genders. irrational, insane, and violent is where that like where that ends up. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned uh, in those dynamics, you know, well, where are men at? Well, men are out like we're pulling, we're out of the equation. That's exactly right. And, you know, part of that. Right. Part of that is that our generation. I'm in my we're both in our late late 30s. You know, our generation, um, we are we're already, I guess, the second generation uh, to, to, to or third to, to have the feminist to be affected by a feminist ideology so our parents like they were goes back 150 years but anyways okay okay yeah i'm talking about like where it got you're you're absolutely right it goes back much further than what I'm the, the sexual here. revolution i think is what you're you're referring yeah. To. yeah yeah you're absolutely you're absolutely right um so yeah so so when i look so i grew up right i'm born in 1982 um I grew up with the idea uh, basically that I'm never going to get married. And part of that is because I'm watching the dynamics of my parents and I'm looking at a very feminine, uh, feminine, excuse me, <laughs> very feminist, uh, which those two things are, couldn't be less related, right? Um, yeah. A very feminist uh, oriented mother and then a father who's doing his best to maintain his balls, you know, in that sort of dynamic where the woman has decided, has taken on the ideology of feminism. So he's just sort of trying to survive in this kind of, you know, new, new world that, <laughs> that men, of, men are living in. Right. And so I'm watching these dynamics and I'm going, you know, fuck, no, I'm not doing, I'm not doing, I'm not doing any of that. Um, you know, so, cause I didn't have, you know, when you're a kid, obviously you don't have any of the mental capacity to think things through. So the only, you know, my, my reaction at that time, the way I interpreted, you know, my world at that time was that, 
um, there is nothing in it for a man to be married. You know, I'm looking at my father, like <clears throat> basically being ordered around and just having to spend his life sort of pacifying my mother, you know, basically my mom's upset and he's like, doesn't really like know why she's upset or like really want to deal with it, but kind of has to, because otherwise things don't work. So, you know, so like, you know, he's, he's doing his best to sort of like keep things okay. Uh, and of course they, and they divorced when I was a kid as well. And so, so we, so after the effects of feminism on the family unit and on women and on men as well, and on that whole, situation then you grow up within that structure that's been created that's been massaged and you know brought forth into something that exists in society then you grow up in that structure what are your thoughts then about marriage and about relationships and all them whatever they are they may not be mine whatever they are they're not going to be healthy right and it's and i'm you know i'm and i'm still unraveling some of this programming to this day you know where where people you know i have dynamics in my family where something happens and i have this reaction and i'm like is that my reaction? Like, I don't even think that's really mine. I think, you know, and I kind of like try to go through that to, to, to break it down and release it. But um, yeah. Yeah. This was a a big, a big learning for me as well, because I, I did, you know, I, I sort of looking back, I would have recognized that as pretty similar to what you experienced. I was young. I don't know. When did your parents split up? Mine were, um, I, th- I think I had just turned eight, I believe. Okay. So yeah, mine were, you know, maybe a year or two before then, but um, no, yeah. Around the same time actually, but I just, yeah. I, had I, had I been more aware and paying attention, it probably would have been the same thing. Cause I have a, you know, feminist mother who, you know, you know, I, I've mentioned her on the show before. <laughs> You can go back and look at our Father's Day episode if you want to see, see my thoughts on her. Um, but yeah, and you know, it, it just it's 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 not good for anyone. Like if you know, if you're a man and your you know your woman is constantly you know nagging or you know upset and you're just trying to placate, that's that's not going to lead to anything productive. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a bad situation for for both for everyone involved, especially the children. Totally. But yeah, no, and I, for, I, marriage, for marriage for men, it's it's all risk and almost no reward at this point because the only the only guys that women want to get married to are these top guys who, um, you know, they can have their pick of the litter. Or they can get divorce raped and, you know, and have their children taken away from them and, you know, child support and all the rest. And there's stories all over the place. There's this basketball player who this Instagram model, uh, you know, married him, got a kid, divorced him two weeks after the kid was born and is taking him for 200000 a month in child support payments. And... Until we see, you know, like women calling her out and saying, you know, this, this is awful. What, what are you doing to men? Like, what are you doing to children in this situation? Until you see that men are not coming back because it, there is, there is very little, there is so much risk for, for what a, a, a modern feminist woman who's going to 
you know, say, you want me to cook and clean? Like, what, what am I, you know? And then, you, so why do it? Why go through with it? It, it? it makes no sense. And so then you have the destruct, complete destruction of the family. And, you know, and now you don't even have families being formed. It's all this kind of cobbled together, you know, stepmom, stepdad, baby daddy, baby mama stuff that is not going to work for anyone. It's just going to lead to a uh, continued degeneration of society. 100%. I wanted to go back to that polarity conversation or comment that you made a little while ago, because I think that's important. Um, Because, yeah, what sort of like this whole feminist movement and also all of the other stuff that's attached to that, because there's a lot more, right? It's like all the genders and all the different sexual orientations and uh family dynamics as you were just describing and you know there's a lot of stuff there um you know part of that part of that is sort of making men and women the same is is partly what's taking place right it's like women are being masculine masculinized masculinized masculinated (laughs) something something somewhere in there (laughs) Um, we get um, Uh, and men are being feminized and and so it's sort of creating this sort of like genderless right and and you and you lose polarity and polarity is what attracts it's the opposite attracts idea but people don't often understand what that means it doesn't mean like i'm an asshole and you're really nice and so we attract each other because we're opposites it's much (laughs) it's much more uh, it's, although I probably have some exes who would argue that that's exactly what I, but you know, it's much more, um, it's much more subtle than that. Right. It might be like, um, it might be like, I have a weakness where I'm not really good, uh, in some, some situation in my life. And then I meet someone who I don't even, haven't even seen that they're really good, but at this, but, but we match because I somewhere subconsciously, like I see, oh, like they're really good at this thing that I really suck at that. That's sort of more a better example of opposites attract. And so when you have the feminine and masculine roles and energy that are sort of far from each other a bit on the spectrum and you have that polarity, you also have that attraction that comes out of that. And so. And so you have that great sex life and you have that sort of tearing each other's clothes off type of thing that that you want. Right. Ten years in, 20 years in or something, you, you want to have that. Um, you also may have just sort of a growing sort of love and respect, you know, not necessarily just sexual, but like a, a growing love and respect. That's very fulfilling. That can come out of just sort of your admiration for watching the other person perform their role so well. <laughs> um and just having respect for that, that opposite that you don't have to take care of because they are. Um, and so, and so like, there's, there, you know, you can, there's tools in there to build a great relationship on. Whereas the other way, the other way where there's constant, nothing's defined and there's constant dynamics, those constant relationship dynamics, figuring out who's in charge, figuring out who's supposed to do what, figuring out, figuring out, figuring out, all the tensions, all the decision-making, all of it is like a jumble. Well, now you have what? What we were describing before, right? The resentment, all those power dynamics, all that stuff that comes with it. Very hard to build a 
a strong relationship on that foundation. You know, you've seen them. We've all seen them. Like we've all seen relationships that have lasted 40, 50, 60 years that still have those dynamics and people can make that work. But is it, it but it does, you know, and some of them I've even seen are pretty good. I'd say are like on the scale of relationships are pretty solid, but they've been having to deal with those dynamics for that whole time. And that's, that's rough. Man. That's going to take a toll on you. Even if the relationship, you know, manages to last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's say hi to the people in the chat. I know we're kind of going long here, but uh, yes. So, hey, Crazy Tigger, Matt Blackburn, Soy Boys. Yep. Lots of Soy Boys out there today. Uh, Beverly, she says, when I had kids, I was totally okay with having boys or girls. My firstborn was a son, my second a girl. They were entirely different. Yep. As are mine. I, you know, I have my, I have a, girl first and then two boys and they are totally different and you know you sort of you know yeah you, you just you, you just it, it's very clear uh or it should become very clear once you become a parent of both genders uh let's see hey Stephen k good to see you again beverly says my son would then throw the stuffed animals in a basketball hoop and my daughter would mother them yeah absolutely exactly. Like that's, you know, my sons and daughter have very different traits about them, about what they want to do, about what they like, about how they play. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like we need to stop treating boys who, you know, act up as broken girls. That's, you know, boys are different from girls. Girls are different from boys. And we need to get over that. Like we're in this society where we're trying to make everyone the same. And to your point that you made, I think in the beginning, like women are being taught that your power lies in building your masculine traits. And that is not that. <coughs> is not a good way to go about it because it leads to this, you know, you know, I think a quarter or a third of women are on some type of SSRI, some type of antidepressant. I mean, that's, that's very sad. Like I I'm coming, I'm coming here from a place where I believe in, in certain sort of biological imperatives and I want everyone, I want people to be happy. I want people to live happy and fulfilled lives. And I think that the way that we're going about it is completely wrong. Like we are telling boys and girls a very a wrong message and completely backwards. Crazy Tigger says, I'm secure within myself to be me. I don't feel threatened by males or anyone else. Discussion like this, don't have step. Well, that's good. Glad to have this group. Awesome. You guys make me laugh. Well, that's good. Uh, Beverly says, as my son was getting older and being more masculine, I would encourage my feminine ways using words. I had to learn from my husband that there was another way, not a mother way of, for all things. Yeah, I, I can remember getting mad at my mother for, you know, doing things in, in sort of the feminine way that didn't really suit well for me. And so I can remember that there was a father way, a masculine way, a protector way. And my husband modeled that I came to peace with war. Uh, I was glad. I was so glad to be masculine with my kid. He I was so glad he could be masculine with my kids and I could be feminine. 
Um, Holly says, what about the village elders helping out? Yep. Yeah, that's something that we didn't touch on. Um, you know, village elders, you know, the community sort of got together and helped to raise the kids. Yeah, um, multi- that's really that's really missing. Yeah, multi-generational families, she adds, uh, are on the norm in a lot of countries. Yeah, like India, I think, you know, it's it's a completely the practice to have three or even four generations within one house. Most of the, um, much of the world, if not most of the world. Yeah. Uh, Stephen K says, yes, the wisdom from our grandparents is priceless. Yep. Terry says, yes, we are certainly missing the multi-generational wisdom and support. Yeah, absolutely. You have these, you know, baby boomers who are going out and retiring and selling their fancy houses that they run up tons of debt on and, and, you know, going out and living their life and, and not really so worried about their families. Uh, e. Rezo, totally agree. I would have preferred to be a stay-at-home mother. Yep. Holly says, oh, the dishes are a total turn-on. Holly. <laughs> uh, I guess that's so funny. Know. I think that's probably true. I'll bet there's women that that's pretty, that's sexy, having your guy yeah, wash maybe. dishes. <laughs> maybe. Once a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the more a man uh, considerably leads as a masculine provider and protector, the easier it is for a woman to be feminine and nurturing. Yeah. And exactly. I, you know, I've absolutely seen that in my own life. So, you know, this is, so I'm, I'm, I, I'm having, I had to learn a lot of this stuff, like, you know, watching, reading, learning, um, so this was, this is not something that sort of came natural to me for whatever reason. Um, it's something that I had to learn and I continue to learn about this, this type of the dynamics at play going on. Cause the main reason is I have, I have children. I have, I have a girl who's going to be subjected to all this programming and, you know, manipulation and uh you know societal pressures to go out and you know live your live it up girl like you know don't worry you know and like i have to i have to know what's going on and be able to help steer them in the right direction same thing with my boys like you know the 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 strategy for a girl is very different from the strategy of a boy like like i was mentioning in the beginning if you're and like, what are you after in life? For me, I would argue that a, the highest, most fulfilled life that you can have is one where you're, you have a, you know, you basically have a wife and kids for the, for the guy. And you're, you know, you're, you're, you're on your path, on your purpose, but you also have children and a family that you're, looking after and taking care of. I would argue that's your highest, the highest version of a life. Now you could argue that, you know, oh, you should have, you know, 10 different women and a lot of different children and make all that money. And, you know, and that's, that works for some people, but that's not the life I chose or would choose had I had to do it over again. Um, and I would argue that for a woman, the highest path, and again, this is not for everyone and not everyone wants this, the highest path would be to have a family, have children and raise them in a stable two-parent household. I would argue 
That's the way to go about it. Now, some people yeah, might not want that. I mean, this and, shouldn't be this shouldn't be controversial, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and so like, no, no. I mean, the fact that it that you have to say that even right. is is interesting. Yeah. I, I mean that that's you know like I'm just I'm I'm leaving room for people to have different versions of what they think is the best life. Now that's no, what so, I would think. And, and so like, if you want that for yourself, if you're a woman, you have to follow different strategies than you would if you were a man, as I mentioned in the beginning, like your sort of peak in the dating market or whatever you want to call that as a woman is in your early twenties. Like that's just, it is what it is. Men of all ages, right? Women ages 22, 23, um, 24 as the most attractive and, and, you know, like lo and behold, that's when you can attract the best guys and everyone wants the best guy. So, you know, if you want the best guy, then you shouldn't waste those years go chasing after the bad boys, the guys who aren't going to commit the guys who are just going to, you know, have that one night stand or, you know, or leave you or whatever, you should be looking for a specific type of man during that time. If you want that life that I, that I described now, if you're a man, the age is not 22, 23, 24 to, to start doing this because you are not able to provide most men at that age are not able to provide that for a family. They're not able to, you know, you just graduating college or you're just coming into the workforce or whatever it is. And you need time to sort of build yourself up, find your purpose, find your passion, uh, build your career, build your business, whatever it is. And so you need that time to sort of mature in your, into your masculinity so that you can, you know, build your castle, build your kingdom, and then bring a queen into that. And then that's your queen. And then that's you, that's where you start your family. And so for men, their peak doesn't, they don't reach their peak until they're about 35, 36, late thirties. And that was the, that was what it is for me. You know, I would say I um, found my purpose, found some success and, you know, sort of really figured out who I was. And that didn't come until mid to late thirties. And so it's just, I say this to say that none of this came naturally. There's tons of cultural programming that, that would, that had led me down a different sort of mindset than what I have now. But I found it because I have children that I need to usher through or lead through life and to be able to give them the strategies and techniques to be able to live the best life. And again, my version of that is the wife and kids and family and all that stuff. Other people might have different versions, but that's mine. And so you know, if you're a woman, you need different strategies than you are, than you do if you're a man. And so, yeah. I mean, it's kind of an inverse curve, right? And you could also just relate it. You could, you, the same curve would hold true for sexual experiences. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, you know, the woman, the woman's peak value, which then, which then starts decreasing as she gets older. Um, and I'm peak value. Like these are ugly terms. We're not talking, I don't mean it as far as in terms of being a human, we're just talking about like, uh, instincts and, um, sort of 
fundamental level equations when it comes to human behavior, human instincts, right? We're not talking yeah, it's about not, right. It's not value as a human being. It's your attractiveness <laughs> to the other to the other gender for mating and family creation. Right. So they're so they're opposite graphs essentially, right? It's like the the the, the female gets older and less attractive and has more sexual encounters, which makes her less attractive to men. The man becomes older, knows what he wants, is able to lead better at that point, which the woman is looking for, um, is more stable, is more blah, 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 blah. And even with the sexual encounters, right, is, 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 is I don't think it's the same thing. I think as the it's, man has more sexual encounters, he's more attractive to the female. Yeah um and and better at it as well right so which which is always wanted so yeah i wanted to just mention too one of the one of the uh people who had mentioned something in the chat um was talking about uh you know having to accept war and being grateful for the masculine presence in her children's life and um yeah i mean i just want to drive that point home like it's just awkward and difficult without it right so for example my oldest who's thir- who's female and 13 her mother does not live with her or with us right and so there's been lots of things throughout throughout her her life that um have been really like the very feminine stuff that needs a feminine you know needs a feminine figure to assist with like I can do the best I can. Right. But it's not my, it's not my role. And it's very awkward. Like it's stuff that like, not only do I not know about, but it's stuff I don't understand. Like my brain's not wired that way. My physiology's not wired that way. Biologically, I'm not wired that way. So it's, it's like me trying to, you know, it's, you know, it's me being like, you know, it'll be okay. You know, like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Like, right. And it's the same thing the other way around for a female, a female doesn't understand that boys have to go like this and see who's stronger and tougher and who's the king of the jungle at that moment. Boys just have to do that in a million little ways all day long. It's part of the process. And so, right, for, for a man who, of course, understands that process, we can see boys doing that and be like, they're boys doing that. It's okay. Like, let them, you know, if it gets out of hand or something, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll step in. But outside of that, like, they're just going through that process. And so, yeah, of course, for a woman, that's going to be very difficult to gauge and understand and have to manage because it's it's foreign to you. So, so um, you know, it's not something that you grew up doing. Uh, going back to someone else's comment, or maybe it was the same comment, you know, yeah, I mean, my daughter was immediately, immediately from the youngest possible age, you know, interested in her cook set and her dolls and putting dolls to sleep and getting them dressed and changing diapers. And, you know, this is, this was an interest of hers from, from birth essentially. And my two sons, um, you know, I mean, if you had given them a doll, he would have ripped the head off of it and thrown it, thrown it over his shoulder. And that would have been his last thought about it. Um, you know, he's, he's interested in cars and balls and throwing things and running. And it, it like, and this is from birth. It just is what it is. Um, so, you know, I, I think these things, again, the fact that they have to be said is really what's funny here. You know, that like we've come so far that 
you know, you have to point out in something that you're saying that, you know, hey, I think optimal is like a two family household. Two parent, excuse me. You know, we've cut, we've gotten so far off that you have to say that like, hey, if you believe like I do that, you know, that's optimal. Yeah than the rest of what I have to say, you know, because right. if not, which is, you know, like actually people might make that argument. Right. Um, I, I think so. people are tricked into, into thinking that it's not. And then when they're 42 and, and no man, no children and, and nothing, they say, they either say, Oh shit, I was lied to. Maybe I need, should have rethought this and, and tell the younger girls or, they can do what a lot of them do and, and, you know, no, you should go out and do what I did. And, you know, and, and misery loves company. So, you know, it's tough. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, we've gone a long time. I think I don't even know what time it is, but um, you know, yeah. maybe we leave, leave it for another show, but there's a whole, we could do a whole episode on like tips and advice for women in this world. Cause yeah. men, men's brain and women's brain, obviously, you know, we can't do it for men. I wish I could, that would be helpful to me, but you know, men's brains and women's brains are wired differently, period. And for, for either gender to understand the other is such a leg up in dealing with them. And, um, you know, I'm, it's, it's an ongoing process for me, but as a man, I know what men want. (laughs) I know how we tick, how we operate, how we function. And, it's not complicated. Like, there, like there's such simple little tricks and just simple things to understand. And you will almost never have problems with, with your man because he's not that complicated. Like we want, there's a handful of things that we're interested in beyond that. Like, as long as we have that, we're pretty much good. Mm-hmm. And we all, and we also are service oriented. So, you know, men, like men very much want to serve their family and, the, and their woman. So, women just don't know how to sit in the driver's seat and manage that, (laughs) you know, that like, you know, that like, like desire that we have to serve. And so, you know, if women understand that stuff, man, it would, it would make, you know, probably help a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Women, women, yeah. Women fundamentally don't understand men and not that men understand women and vice versa at all, but yeah, men are pretty simple. And if you figure that out and you, you know, maybe, uh, squashed that uh, artificially instilled pride from cultural programming, you would have a much better life because I would argue that your, your life would be significantly improved if you just maybe did those like, you know, if you just understood like very basic things about men, then your life would improve dramatically. And um Women are very simple too. They 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 simply settle for the best, and that's it. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good place to leave it for today. Uh, lots we covered a lot of stuff, but yeah, there's a ton of ton more that we could talk about in this topic. But yeah, uh, I thought it was a good one today. Uh, no dislikes, which is surprising given the the nature of the topic and uh just just means it just means our audience our racist homophobic misogynist pigs should be wiped from the face of the earth yeah right put them in camps don't worry the re-education camps are coming they are 
But yes, or they're, or they're uh, here. Actually, I should say they, they it's are. Not, for, there's nothing anymore that's coming. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Yeah, isn't it? All right, everyone. Like, like all the hold on, all the all these years, right? It's coming, it's coming, and and at different stages, we're you know maybe very worried about it, and then later maybe just a little worried about, it. and now that it's all here, yeah, it's like it's all it's all good, all good, yep. All right, everyone, thanks for staying here till the end with us. I know we went long on this one. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, great talk, says E Rezu, who also said that she would have rather been a stay-at-home mom. So thank you for that. Appreciate that. Um, Brian Dixon says six kids. All nice. All different. Four boys, two girls. That's awesome, Brian. I Very only nice. three, so he's 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 twice the man the man that we are because we have uh, we each have three. So he's got twice what we have. Um, so yeah, awesome show. I, I told you it would be the best one yet. All right. No, I said it would be better than Friday, which I said was going to be the best one yet. So I wasn't lying. And uh, please like, share, subscribe, especially over on brand new tube. Please join our Telegram chat. And with that, we will see you next time.